entrance of your word, first for life. Father, we thank you for your words, your wonderful words of life. In them we we, we, we live, Lord. We, we, we love your precepts. Father, we ask that as we share them tonight, as we under, try to understand them tonight, Lord, that, God, they will fall on good grounds. Lord, we will not be just hearers of your words, but we will be followers and doers of your words. We will not fail to tell others, Lord, what we have learned. God, we will not be selfish with it, Father, but God will be able to go for it and tell others, Lord. Go in the highways and in the byways and bring them the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, we just want to thank you for the teachers. We pray for your blessing. We pray for your leading. We pray for your anointing. And at the end of this program, Lord, we will be blessed, we will be edified by your words, by your truth. In Jesus' name we pray and ask these verses. Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for you, you, and you. At this time, we're going to ask our own Bishop Stevens to take over from here in the name of Jesus Christ. Bishop Stevens. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Elder Brown. Thank you, Minister Pollard Brown, for your prayer in the name of Jesus. This is Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, October 14th, and we are in the Master's Master's Arts of the New Testament and Letters. We are currently studying the book of Hebrew. We um, we have been on this book for quite some time now, rightly so. Um, uh, this book has been introduced to us, which teaches us and shows us that Jesus Christ is above all. Jesus Christ is higher, he's stronger, more powerful. He has brought a new covenant. He has brought a better covenant unto us. Uh, the, we see where the past is gone, and now we are under a new covenant. No longer under the Levitical uh, priesthood, but we are now under the priesthood of Jesus Christ after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. And so we thank God for where we have come so far. And tonight we are, we've been studying chapter 10 since last night. And when we left chapter 10 last night, uh, we, we saw where, we saw where the book warned us, warned us about sinning willfully, sinning presumptuously. We had a lively discussion with regards to the, the, the words uh, willful and the word presumptuous sinning. Uh, with, I take none of them as anything different. They're both the same in my eyes. They have different understanding, different meaning. But one ought to see themselves. When you come into the truth of God and you know what is wrong, what is right, then one should not willfully sin. One shouldn't, you know, the Bible, you know, David asked the question, he said, Lord, you know, help me. Prevent me from sinning presumptuously. Presumptuously. Verse 26 said, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remain no more sacrifices for sins. So if we know the truth, if we know the right thing, one ought to strive to do the right thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, as we said before, tonight is Wednesday, October the 14th, and our topic tonight is let ours also strive to maintain good works for necessary uses that they may be not unfruitful. Wednesday, October 14, 2020. And the scripture says, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that he have received, let him be a curse. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And in John chapter 1, John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out of the world. And finally, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ Dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, <coughs> singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. Amen. Minister Orton is calling in. I'm going to put him on the speaker in the name of Jesus Christ. Minister Orton, we are in this Bible study. Go ahead, sir. Me, me, me know, but me know, I'm sorry, I'm 
Alright, yes, please do. I will gladly accept it. You bring me dinner, I'll gladly accept it. Uh, let me give her the phone and let you. She said, whatever you bring. Alright, so we in the Bible study. Uh, whatever you bring is acceptable, man of God. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread, O oh Lord. <laughs> Amen. You got to trust God. Bishop is dying with laughs. Our text tonight comes from Titus chapter 3. Titus, the third chapter. Amen. One more time. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. At this time, my submission to the hands of Bishop Stevens in Jesus' name. Welcome, Minister Ansalmi. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you. God bless you, Minister Ansalmi. Praise Thank the Lord. You. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so, we are, uh, as I said, we are in the book of Titus tonight, and we are up to chapter 3. And we have done some studies on chapter 2. Chapter two where Paul the Apostle was admonishing Titus, uh, a young Titus, a young minister in the Word of God, and what are the things that he should be doing, what are the things that is acceptable, how he should run the church, how he should deal with the brethren. He spoke about how he dealt with the younger woman, the younger men, the older women, the older men. Uh, you know, all that group of people that you can have to deal with on a day-by-day basis. And so one is encouraged to trust in the Lord and, and follow after the doctrine. Always stay with the Bible, stay with the scripture, stay with the doctrine. It will lead you and direct you mm -hmm. what, what you should do, what is right, what is inappropriate. It will not lead you astray. And so that was very important for him to make sure that, uh, that Titus had that understanding. That some will come, false prophets will come, liars will come. They will come to steal away that which you have received. But the Bible, and as Elder spoke before, he said, if an angel, if an angel from heaven comes with another doctrine, let him be accursed. Anyone that comes with another doctrine, let him be accursed. We want to welcome our sister Denise. Amen. We thank and praise God for the woman of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome, sister Denise. Welcome, Denise. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, you know, it reminded me in chapter 2 and 2 and verse 7, it says, in all things, show thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Amen and amen. We are up to chapter 3 tonight, and I'm going to ask Minister Brown if you go ahead, sir, and read. And with your permission, yeah. sir, since we have our reader with us now, uh, we're in ta Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. And we have our proficient reader with us, um, Sister Denise. We're going to turn the duties over to her. Amen. Sister Amen. Denise. No, no, we're not putting you on the spot. Ask Sister Ansami. Sister Ansami, she pray for me in French and she pray and she preach and she does all the things. So we try to involve everybody in what we do. Alright? Titus chapter 3. Amen. <laughs> Beginning with the first verse. So Bishop is going to direct you, so you read the first three verses, and he will tell you when to stop, when to pick up. Sister Denise. Go ahead, okay, sir. Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle. Train all meekness unto all men, for we ourselves also were... stop right here for a second, Denise. You can stop right here for a second. Thank you. Um, you know, when you read the first two verses of chapter 3, 
uh, you'd have to go back to chapter 2 and verse 14 and read those two last verses. If you go to Titus chapter 2 for me, it's the Denise. Titus chapter 2 and read for me verse 14 and 15. All right. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity mm -hmm. and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Yes. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrate, as you read before, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawler, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. So here are the criterias. You know, Paul laid out the criterias here, you know, for a man of God to be steadfast in the doctrine one to show himself that character of godliness one who they can you know as an example one who can look up to uh, for example us as leaders in the church we are being looked at we may not know that people are looking but we are being looked at everything we say will be judged everything we do will be judged and so paul wanted titus to be to be that man of good character of decency you know that having that mind of christ so he said Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. Now, principalities and power, as we know, are those government institutions that have power over people, who have the leadership over people. Yes, the Bible said that we should what? We should be obedient to them. Be obedient to our leaders. The powers that be are ordained by God. And so these men... They are like ministers. They are ministers, literally. And so we ought to be in obedience to the law, to what to what our leaders are doing. Uh, yes, we may have a difference of opinion, but we must be respectful. Be respectful. Respect our leaders. Follow them. Because God is still in control. Amen. God is still in control. Amen? I see somebody's hand up. I see somebody's hand up. Go ahead. Follow them. <laughs> okay, I think Sister Denise wanted to ask a question and then I go after her. No, I understand. I, I, well, I'm not going to say I didn't agree, but the follow them. Suppose you have a leader who is doing wrong or leading you in the wrong. Do you follow them even though they are your leader? That's a beautiful question. All right, so let me ask my question and it will tie in together. One of the things that is saying here, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. So here it is mentioning civil authorities. One more time. Here it is mentioning civil authorities and governmental powers and courts, magistrates. So principalities, a prince is the head of a principality. So he says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, that is the governmental authorities, and to obey magistrates, and to be ready to every good work. So my question is, here comes COVID, and the government issue an order that the churches should be closed for such time as till they figure out what is going on, should we obey them? Minister Brown said yes. Yes. Okay, so let's answer, let's answer that with scripture. Okay. All right, so we go to Romans 13. Romans chapter 13. And read from verse 1. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. We're going to read from verse 1. We're going to ask our illustrious reader. Let every, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. Amen. The powers that be, the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resist, resisted the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. 
for Amen. rulers. Uh, give me, you? give me till verse four, Bishop. Go ahead, go ahead, read. Yeah. Okay. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God. One more time. For he for is the what? But minister of God, mm -hmm. is for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For Amen. he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So a couple of thoughts then, Bishop, based on the scripture that you give me. Yeah. One man, that policeman, is a minister of God in two capacities. Mm -hmm. One man, a minister of God in two capacities. The Bible says, for he is the minister of God to thee for good. Yes. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger. To execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So remember the Lord spoke about the knowledge of good and evil. So he yeah. uses this man. Depending on what I do, what fruit comes forth. What seed I sow brings forth the fruit out of that minister of God. So when I tell people that all of us are ministers of God in some capacity. We are either yeah. vessels unto honor or vessels unto dishonor. And then Sister Dennis asked a different question. The question you ask is about leaders inside the church. Is that your question, yeah. Sister Denise? Leaders inside people inside the church. It's in the church are like all over. No, you like, can't it can't mix. One of the things that God does, he differentiates between those that are within and those that are without. The Bible says we must abstain from those. We must withdraw ourselves from those who commit fornication. Yet not altogether the fornicators of this world. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, then we withdraw ourselves from him. We don't even eat with him. The church is a separate nation, a holy nation, a peculiar people, separate from the world. So when you talk about general, if you're talking about church leaders, then we can deal with how we answer church leaders. And then world leaders, how we answer world and organization leaders. So you might rephrase your question again. Um, sister, so, I think right. he is downstairs. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Give me one second. Bless the Lord, Minister Orton. All right, so I got an option. Either me or can come or my wife. All right, so you got to come take the chair, sweetheart. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. So what we have is one thing we must understand, Sister Denise. The church is a holy nation. It's a royal priesthood. It's separate from the world. So, if a leader in the church is miss... I'm confused, Elder Huh? You're confused? I'm confused because just... Yeah, because just now you make reference to the policeman. So. That's, the policeman is under the law. He represents the world. That's why you have the governments of the world and then you have the government of the church. So there are two things. But aren't we supposed to respect both of them with a church or Yes, world? that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Go ahead, he's Bishop. Yes, Go ahead, Bishop. Them. Go ahead. He's he's saying, yes, Bishop. you must respect them, uh, Denise. You must respect both of them because both of them are ministers of God. In some way, shape, or form, they're both ministering either uh, good or bad, but God is working in them. All right. So you separate the law from the church does not mean that because you are you are a Christian, you're a child of God, it means that now you're going to ignore the law and disobey them. No. Timothy 1 and verse 9 said, knowing that, 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 that the law was not made for the, for, for what? It was made for what? The lawless. Lawless and, and disobedient. And disobedient. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, even though we are in this world, we are not of this world, 
But if we, if we just read Romans 13, where it told us that let every soul be subject unto the higher power. Yes, so even though we see many leaders in our society who might be doing the wrong thing, they mislead a lot of people, right? But you are the child of God, must what? Refrain from that behavior. Refrain from that lifestyle. You know good from bad Denise, correct? So yeah. if you believe your leader is telling you to, you know, to do the wrong thing, you're going to step back and say, um, no, the child of the most high God, you know, I, I cannot do that. In good faith, I cannot do that. Um, Sister Denise, turn to First Timothy chapter 5. And you're going to start with um, verse 1. And, and then we're going to go to verse 19. So just read verse 1 and then verse 19. Yes. Okay. Oh, she wants to say something. Oh, bless, the, welcome oh, bless the Lord, Jerice. Pastor Jerice. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Denise. Um, first okay. Timothy chapter 5, verse 1, and then jump to verse 19, verses 19 and 20. Go ahead. Okay. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. Verse and then it's a first Timothy. Verse, verse 19. 19. Same chapter 5, verse 19. Okay. Okay. Against an elder receives not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses, them that in sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. Okay. So what we have is this. There are three groups of people upon this earth right now. Three bodies of people. The Jews, the Gentiles, and the Church of God. Three groups of people. The Jews, the Gentiles, and the Church of God. The Church is comprised of both Jews and Gentiles. The Gentiles are the nations. And the Jew is a separate nation, a witness of God... To the Gentiles. The Jews are God's witness to the Gentiles. The church, God's witness to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Now, God instituted civil government upon earth. Human government. And we just showed you where that policeman, that president, that governor is the minister of God upon this earth. But to the world, he is under the law. That's why they enforce the law and they say no man is above the law. <coughs> is that good? No man, right. bless the Lord, Ella Dennis, is above the law because they are all under the law. Question for you, Sister Dennis. Are you under the law? No. Oh, wait a second. You pull a fast one on me now. Are you under the law, Sister Dennis? No. You are under the grace of God. Amen. Because the law was not made for a righteous man, nor woman, but for the lawless, disobedient, murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, manslayers, or mongers, and if there be any other thing contrary to sound doctrine. But when the Christ came into us, we lay aside all of that, and we now walk in the newness of life. So you, I, understand what you I know you understand now because I was going to put you under the law and right away you backed out. Are you under the law? No. What are you under? So yeah, you what under grace. So I guess what I what you're trying to say, um, the law is there and it's put there, but no matter what um the leader doing in the law, we like. We are not supposed, we are supposed to respect them, but we should look to our leader. Who is our leader? Jesus. Thank you. The Bible says so, he is the head of the church in all things. 
Thank you, Minister Dennis. Bless you, Minister Dennis. I appreciate it. So he is the head of all things to the church. So you have two separate entities. The Jews, when they brought Jesus before Pilate, and mm -hmm. Pilate said, Behold your king. They said, We have no king, no king. but That's Caesar. King. So they put themselves yeah. under the law. And Jesus brought them grace. So now, I, understand. I know you understand now. So how do we deal with the leaders in church? You don't rebuke an elder, but you go to him as a father. When your father do something, he said, Dad, Dad, I love you, you know, but you shouldn't do that, Dad. You know, you know, you kind of put on that little voice or you talk to him as that. But he says, those that sin, then you have to rebuke him before everybody when you have two or three witnesses, when more than one person see it. When more than one person see or saw what he did. Could you read me verses 19 and 20 again? Against an elder... Receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. And twenty. Them that, them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. No verse one. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as virgin. Nineteen and twenty again. Against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. So, what happened in the church? Now, church leadership, one person come with something, you go to him and you say, you know, be careful, you know, that um getting close to the edge because somebody believes so and so but when you have more than one person witnessing the thing you have to rebuke him before everybody it does two things it corrects him and it puts a stop to it going any further alright back into your hands Bishop Stevens Amen I, I, do you have any other questions that you need before you go any further or anyone else with any question Pastor, do you have any question? Pastor Miles, Brother Dennis, Sister Ansami, any other questions? Your mic is muted, Pastor Miles. Okay, praise him. Amen. Now I can hear you. Amen. I, um, I jumped on late, so I really didn't hear much except for when you were saying about we're no longer under the law, but we are under grace. So my question is, um, it's in Matthew, uh, not Matthew, but Mark, the ninth chapter, where it says that we are, is it 12, I think? It's Mark a, the 12th. It's a St. Mark? Mark? Yeah, St. Mark, the 12th chapter, where it says that uh, we are to love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that no longer applies. Okay, hold on one second. What verse? Uh, I, I did write it down. but uh, It's not a problem. It's Mark chapter 12. Uh-huh. Mark uh, chapter 12. And I think it's... Oh, Lord, I remembered. Uh, and I don't have my glasses. No, it's okay. I got it. I got it. We're going to you answer your question. You yes, we're going to answer your okay. question. Okay. So when Jesus was speaking to them, and he said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. The first commandment is verse 29. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. You want to read it for me, Sister Jen Denise? Yes. And Jesus answering. The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, 
and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Okay. Very and the good. second is yes. life. Mm -hmm. And the second is life. Namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Okay. Alright. So I'm going to ask each of you to have a piece of pencil and piece of paper and write down seven things for me. Who, what, where, when, and why. Gonna write down these words. Who, what, where, when, and why. One moment. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> Bishop Michael, can you please repeat the question for me? Okay, I'm asking you to get a piece of paper and write down seven questions for me. Seven one words. Who, what, where, when, why, which, and how. Who, what, where, when, why, which, and how. We want to welcome Minister Dawkins, uh, yes. Dawkins to, to the program tonight. And amen. Brother Joel, amen. And Brother Joel, amen. Amen. Yeah. So let me read the verse again. The verse that I was asked to read is St. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. <coughs> and Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. What did he say? Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one. Now my first question to you tonight is, who was speaking? Jesus. To, Jesus. To whom was he speaking? At this time he was speaking to Israel. Exactly. So you see why I ask you to write down those questions? Who, what, where, when, why? Now, Sister Denise, I need another favor from you. St. Matthew chapter 15, verses 22 through 24. It is very important when we read any passage of scripture, we have to read it in context and we have to understand what is being said, to whom it is being said, what, who, whom. So who, what, where, when, and why. Now, Jesus was alive when he was speaking. He was made a high priest under the law. Jesus was made a high priest under the law to redeem those who were under the law and to fulfill the promises made to the fathers. So the passage that you asked me to read, I read it, and we said that it was Jesus speaking. To whom was he speaking? Who was he speaking to? Israel. The Exactly. He says, Hear, O Israel. Now, Sister Denise, read for me Matthew chapter 15, verses 22 through 24. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciple came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am, I am not sent, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So I got a question. Who he said was speaking? Jesus. To whom was he speaking? Uh -huh. Israel? Well, Israel. 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 Yes. And to whom was he sent? To whom was Jesus sent? The lost sheep. 
The lost sheep. Of what? House of Israel. The lost sheep of the house of Israel. Alright, I see Doc with us tonight. Amen. And I know Doc loves to read. But I'm going to ask Denise to read me Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. Okay. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. Okay, Jesus was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Is that clear? You read it, Sister Denise, right? And then he told his disciples, I am going to send you now, but Jesus is still alive. And he said, go not into the ways of the Gentiles. He also told them, and into none of the cities of the Samaritans you should enter. Because he was only sent to Israel. So when we read in this passage, we have to know to whom it was addressed. Hello? We have to know who he was speaking to. Alright? Okay. I was sitting right here and I was having such a good time. And a friend of mine called me up and he said to me, Brother Brown. You whom? I said, yes. He said, I'm going to send you some food. And I said, fine, thank you, man of God. But because I'm here, I couldn't go get the food myself. So my friend said, me some food. Hello, somebody. Who the food belong to? <laughs> Your wife. Thank you. Daddy. Please don't start no trouble. Please do not start a problem here with me tonight. I was sitting right here on the phone rang. And my friend called me up and said, Brother Brown, I'm near a restaurant and near your house. I am going to send you some food. And he said, what does the wife want? No, 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 no. He was talking to me. To whom was he speaking? You see what I'm saying? But you miss your blessing. Somebody, no, yeah, yeah, somebody Denise. call you for your blessing and Sis- you send somebody else. No, no, Sister so, Denise, man, why you want to make this trouble right here? So, hold on one second. But you but see, it's the truth. But yeah, but hold on for one second. Just a teaching Denise. moment. Sister Denise, a teaching moment. Hold on one second. So what happened? The person called me. And he was speaking to who? Me. Understand? And what he told me. But, you know what he said? He says, what does your wife want? Hello? Can I say something to you? Yes. Can I say something to you? Yes. You didn't have any oil in your lamp, so you couldn't go and get the food. So your wife went and get it and you get it. <laughs> now you see why we enjoy the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. But come back to the teaching moment. So what happened? The minister was speaking to me. He spoke to me. And he, he spoke to me. And he, but what he did, he made sure that he pointed out that it did not belong to me. He included someone else. Do you see the point that I'm making? He says, what does your wife want? So it does not apply to me exclusively. It applies to the both of us. Is that clear? But you know what Jesus said? Go not into the ways of the Gentiles, because I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So whenever he's speaking, as long as he was alive, he's speaking only to Israel. Anything you read that he says to Israel, when you apply it to the Gentiles, you have a misapplication, and that's when confusion comes in. So he says, and I'm going to prove it now. Okay, I'm going to read for you verses 28 and 29, and you're going to see the difference. Sister Dennis, verses 28 and 29. And fear not them which kill the body. Wait, wait, one second. Mark 12. Verses 28 and 29. My fault. I didn't give the chapter. Mark 12. Mark 12. Verses 28 and 29. Okay. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, 
and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him. No, no, wait, you made a mistake, Sister Denise, you made a mistake. Jesus answered them. Verse 29. Answer him. Sister Denise, I have it here in front of me in the Bible. It was them that spoke to him. Read me verse 29 one more time. And Jesus answered him. Singular him. Stand on the word, sister. So. Stand on the word. So, Bishop, you agree with her then? Stand on the word. You said we should not change or dilute anything or. So he was speaking to one individual then. He was speaking. He, he was speaking. anything to the word of God. Okay, so he was speaking to one person. Then, would you agree? Yes, him. All right. Read verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, and I won't interfere. Go ahead. And one up. How many? And one. How many? One. one. Go ahead. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceive, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandment is, mm -hmm. hear, O Israel, the Lord... The Lord our God is one Lord. So one man asked him a question. He answered him. And then he made a general statement. Hear, O Israel. And he want all Israel to know the Lord our God is one Lord. Pastor Miles. He's one Lord. Pastor. Okay. Um, I, I thank God. Um, and this sounds so interesting. We did. We dealt with the who, what, when, where. Wow, why? Which and how. Yes. Amen. So I understand that. So if I'm looking at this, this would assumably not apply to me because number one, I'm not Israel. Well, it depends on who you're talking. But number one, I'm not Israel. Okay. Number two, it was only one person. So then my question would be, do I take that same thought? Into Revelation 22, 14. All right, said, let me find I... it. Let me find it. Revelation what? Okay, okay. 22, 14. Revelation 22. Verse 14. Verse 14. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Blessed are they. That do his commandments, mm -hmm. that they may have right to the tree of life mm -hmm. and may enter in through the gates into the city. Mm -hmm. My first question would be, who are they? And if this is still talking about Israel and does not apply to me as a believer, um, then since I'm under, not under the law, but I'm under grace. That means I do not have to love the Lord with all my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit. And I'm not going to be one of the ones that enter it, uh, that have a right to the tree of life. All right. So we're going to answer your question the same way we answer the last question. We're going to do it the okay. same way. If you go to Revelation chapter 1, you're going to see who is speaking and to whom he is speaking. Jesus had okay. now died. Okay, so in Revelation chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Okay. You want to read it for me, Pastor? Sure. I, and I know he was referring to John, was in the spirit yes. of the Lord's death and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, I send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, 
unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardius, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. So now Jesus had died for the remission of sins. He died for the sins of the world. He was not walking in the flesh in Israel anymore. First he had said, hear, O Israel. He said, I was not sent but to the law sheep of the house of Israel to fulfill the promises made to the fathers. But they rejected him as king. And they say, we have no king but Caesar. And they said, crucify him. So he was crucified for our sins. So when he appeared to John, he said, now you send it to the seven churches. Remember, he said, I will build my what? Church. Church. I will build my what? Church. church. So this is not to Israel now. It is to the church. How many churches there? One church of which Jesus is the head. So this passage that you just showed me applies to all of us, that one church that Jesus built. Previously, remember I said, there are three groups of people in the earth. The Jews... The Gentiles, the Gentiles and what else? The Church of God. Church. So you have the Jews, the Gentiles, and the Church of God. So either you are, <coughs> either you are Jew, or you are Gentile, Gentile. or you are in the Church. The Church is comprised of both Jews and Gentiles. And so Gentiles. this one applies to the whole world, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, as long as we in the Church. That one applies to Israel, and Israel is God's witness to the nations. God told Israel, you are my witnesses, so you must go into all the world and teach all what? Nations. <coughs> so after they crucified him, he sent the apostles into the world, building his church to teach all <coughs> nations. Does that answer your question, Pastor? Well, um, Yes, 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 but once again, let her finish this and I come back to you. Go ahead, Pastor. I like to piggyback on it, and what I like to piggyback on, um, but isn't the commandment the same? Blessed are they that do his commandments, the commandment remains the same. I understand that we are under grace, so the way I um believe it and receive it is like you said we are new creation mm -hmm. we are um you know created in true righteousness and and holiness mm -hmm. so with that in the case i understand that um we wouldn't necessarily be the ones that break the law and when i say law i'm talking about the ten commandments we wouldn't be the ones that break the law because we have the love of god because the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength. Does that change because he was speaking to Israel? Uh, no. Wait, wait, yes, yes, yes. Does it, does yes. it change Galatians. in Revelation? Yes. Because he's speaking to the church. Yes, Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. Okay. Jesus Christ brought, he came not to destroy, but he fulfilled that law. So now you're going to read in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, and you can read the rest. You want to read for me, Sister Denise, and then you just go ahead and answer. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Okay. Virgin, virgin if a man be overtaken in a fault, he which are spiritual... Restore such an uh, un, un one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burden, and also fulfill the law of Christ. And so fulfill. Let me read it one more time. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So you have a difference of law. The yes. law was given by Moses to Israel. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when we bear one another's burdens, 
we fulfill the law of Christ. What law? He died for all our sins and he says, all you have now is love thy neighbor as thyself. So he says, bear one another's burdens and so you're going to fulfill, not the law of Moses. Jesus died for the law of Moses. But you're going to yes. fulfill the law of yep. who? You're going to fulfill. Yeah, so he's asking. He said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. That's why we are the ministry of reconciliation. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. So he's yeah. reconciling. But Moses says, under two or three witnesses, you must be put to death. And Jesus, when the woman got caught in the act of adultery, Moses said that such should be put to death. Jesus said, he dies without sin. Let him cast, cast the, the first stone. stone. So that is the law of Christ. The law of so, grace and truth. Yes, yeah, Sister Dennis, in your hands, you were going to say something. So yes, to so understand what you're saying and understand the question, but what you're basically saying, the first verse in Mark, Jesus was still alive. So he was speaking to the Jews or to Israel. But when he died, he died for our sins. So that's how we were engrafted. In he the died for the whole so world now, both Jews world. and Gentiles. So he's now Gentiles. speaking to the whole to world. To the church, not yes. just Jews and Gentiles. Or not just Jews, he was speaking to the whole world now. So it's a new so law, a new covenant, a new testament. So he says, I bring you a new testament. Dr. Katenga, you've been kind of silent all night. Dr. Katenga, we want to hear from you. No, what I'm hearing and it's making sense to me. Um, you see, uh, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, was crucified for the entire world universe and um, that's uh, the meaning of the cross you know the cross has got you know for all the four and down directions. east west north south yes yes it, re it, re it represents the entire world that's the cross it covers each and everybody this is why jesus christ died on the cross to embrace everybody all our sins were put on the cross. What you are saying, uh, Denise, is correct. I really, I really appreciate and uh, sincerely um, uh, honor what you are, you are saying. It's great, you know. And um, at your age, you are so much involved in the Word of God. Most girls, women like your age, they are wild with the world, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a blessing that uh, you are very much involved in the Word. You want to know. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's very good. <clears throat> Amen. Brother Joel, appreciate you've been kind of quiet too, Brother Joel. Your thoughts? Um, sir, when, when you said that Jesus died for all the world, including us um, Gentiles, it kind of reminds me of um, Ruth, Sister Ruth, an ancestor of um, David and Jesus. Mm -hmm. She was she was a gentle to at one point, right? Exactly. So that was the engrafting. Now, I want to ask Pastor Miles to read me a couple of verses. And you can read the old chapter. But Romans chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Okay. Um, 19, oh, through, 19 through 22. Romans 3, 19 through 22. <coughs> okay. Okay. 19 through 22? Yes, Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 22. Okay. Um, now we know that what things soever the law said is said to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before god therefore by the deeds of the law uh there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin 
But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. But there is no difference. So what we have here, he's saying, we know what the law says. Said it to Israel. He says, now we know that what things soever the law said, it said to them who were under the law. Israel was under the law. The Gentiles were not under the law of Moses. Bible says, for when the Gentiles which have not the law. The Gentiles did not have the law. Therefore, he says, therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. All the law does is tell you about sin. But now the whole world is guilty before God. That every mouth may be stopped. But verses 21 and 22 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law. The righteousness of God what? Without the law. It was fulfilled by Christ. Is being shown. Being witnessed. So the law and the prophets are now looking at grace. And verse 22 says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. We are now under the law of Christ. Unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. And verse 23, finally, the one that the whole world know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Bishop Stevens. Okay, I just want to, just want to, oh, go ahead, minister. Okay, I, I wanted to ask now, who is he talking to here? Is he talking to the Jews? No, is the whole world. I mean, the no. the yeah. Romans. Where we so read. Who was Paul talking to? Paul is it not Paul? This is the Holy Spirit. What, what, who is this? The Bible says, holy men of God wrote as they were inspired by the Spirit of God. Yeah. So Paul was writing yeah. to the Romans by the Spirit of God. That's what I was asking. Yes, yes. Okay, he was okay. writing to the Romans, and when you read this letter, to the whole world, because Rome was the dominant world power. Now, I sent Bishop mm -hmm. um, a couple of days ago, the Crimson and Purple. You remember that, Bishop? And we're going to deal with that later, at a later point in yeah. time. So what we have here, he say, no, even the law is looking at the righteousness of God, which is in Jesus Christ. In your hands, Bishop Stevens. <coughs> Amen. Yeah, I'll say, um, a very interesting conversation, but I also want to say, um, you know, in Galatians 3, uh, chapter 3 and verse 21, the Bible is asked, it, it says, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. I know so we got into, we got into that, that word law which can take us all night mm -hmm. through the Bible a few times. But verse 22 says, But the scripture had concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. All under sin that the promise by of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Continue, Bishop. More verses. Give me about three more verses. Yeah. All right. But before faith came. Before faith came. You were kept under the law. Shut up. Up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us, bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Not by the law, but by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under schoolmaster. And 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So go back, read that all over again. And... Absorb it. Absorb it. 
So, Praise the Lord Jesus. So when we read the Praise Bible from Genesis to the book of John, we are in the Old Covenant. We are under the Old Covenant from Genesis. The Lord. Thank you, Pastor Jerese, for such a um, lively discussion. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Denise, for being our illustrious reader. Thank you, Elder Kipanga, Minister Ansami, Minister Dawkins, and Minister Joel. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for both of you. And I thank God for Bishop you. Stevens. Oh. Amen. God bless you, sir. Amen. 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 I want to say happy birthday again to Minister Joel, happy who had his birthday. birthday. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank God you, for Thank you. Dawkins who um who honored him with dinner tonight. Amen. Thank God for him. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Minister Dawkins you and Bishop God Stevens for the work that you are doing. Amen. And we gotta get together that we can celebrate with you as you continue to minister. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I don't like that. What? Now I'm in Georgia. Every day you are celebrating. Uh, oh, don't worry. We'll send you pictures. We will send you pictures. Amen. You were saying something, Elodonga? I've got good news. I'm a grand. I'm a grandpa again. I'm with a granddaughter. <laughs> oh, I saw it on Facebook. Yes. Welcome, Grandpa. Amen. Got a child now. Amen. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. You got a job now? Not as yet. I'll soon get your job. Very soon. Amen. Yeah. Have a pleasant family. 